you can do way more than you ever thought you could, but first you have to shut off that two million year old piece of software called the amygdala. Welcome to the Spartan Up podcast miniseries on fear with our guest host and fear expert, Patrick Sweeney. In today's episode, he talks about what it means to choke or freeze, why you do it, and how you can avoid it in the future. At the end of this episode, listen for a special Spartan Edge offer just for podcast listeners. Patrick Sweeney, welcome to Spartan Up Fear podcast. I'm here in the woods of Vermont, and I just found this shotgun shell, and it made me think about something. Because you've tuned in and you've seen the past four weeks of podcasts on fear, you probably have a good understanding of how the brain works now. But what you may not know is what happens when you choke. Have you ever had a situation where maybe you had to do a presentation at work, maybe you bet a buddy on sinking a five-foot putt, or maybe you asked some hottie out at a bar and you did the, the thing the kid at Baywatch did, like that. That's all choking because of what's going on in your brain. Usually it's a fear of failure. There are a few things you can do that'll make sure you never choke again. Now that you're starting to build a life of courage and starting to use fear as fuel, if you want to make the shot every time, no matter what the shot is, it can be something as simple as throwing the javelin during a Spartan race, which my wife used to choke on all the time, or if it's something like uh, giving a great presentation to a whole bunch of people for work. That's happened to all of us. But there's a simple routine that I've learned over the years and through some of my neuroscience research, I actually learned at the Olympic Training Center. So I spent six years training for the Olympics in rowing, and I was second in the Olympic trials. When I was out at the Olympic Training Center one year, I ended up meeting a woman who was the first woman, her name was Terry Banke, to represent the United States in shotgun shooting. She was a trap shooter, and she competed with the men because there wasn't a women's class at that point. I was going out to row, and I had my Walkman, and I was putting it on and, and trying to choose the tape that I was going to listen to. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I've got a two-hour uh, practice where I've got to sit on the rowing machine. It's really boring, so I'm just going to listen to some music and, and relax. And she said, well, why don't you go dancing instead? And I said, well, you know, practice makes perfect. And she said, no, it doesn't. Perfect practice makes perfect. So the first step, if you want to go through a life of not choking and performing under pressure, the first thing you have to do is practice. And when you practice, it has to be perfect practice. What Terry meant by that is every stroke I took for two hours should be exactly like a stroke I'd want to take during a race. Not just go through the motions of doing something to get the workout in or to, to check the box off, but actually doing something the way you do it when it comes to game time. This holds true for whether you're doing a presentation and you want to practice that and not choke, whether it comes to maybe doing part of the Spartan race. My wife had trouble with the javelin throw the first couple of times and she'd just choke up and end up doing burpees until she started doing perfect practice. But the first thing to get over choking is to create a routine. And this routine is going to help you use that fear as fuel and actually perform even better. So to get there, it's pretty simple, but it's not easy. Like so much around courage and, and using fear as fuel, what you have to do is come up with a routine that you do before every single, whether it's a game or every single practice or every single presentation, do the exact same thing. So your, your body and your neurons become accustomed to being in that situation. And it doesn't feel like pressure. And you may remember some famous athletes. Noma Gassiapara, who you could probably remember from Boston, was famous for all the, the whole routine he had of adjusting his sweatbands and gloves and everything else before every time up at the plate. So much so that people gave him a hard time about it. But just knowing that routine, knowing you do the same thing, like 
if you go back to putting, knowing that you take two warm-up strokes, tap one side of the ball and the other side, and then you putt. It's always the same. So your mind doesn't elicit a stress response because it's seen that so many times. The amygdala doesn't try and hijack and take over in that fear response. So even practicing in front of a mirror like you would. So that's the first thing is perfect practice. The second thing is to create a routine. After you've created the routine, one of the key things to add into that routine is breathing. Because using your breath lets go of the grip that the amygdala often has on the sympathetic nerve system, and it releases that stress. So you you stop producing the stress hormone. Another great trick is to smile. So most people don't know that smiling actually has a grip on the sympathetic nerve system as well. In fact, they did a study at Harvard University where instead of telling people to smile because they didn't want them to think happy thoughts, they just wanted to find out what was causing it, they gave them a chopstick, kind of like this, and told them to put it in their mouth. And that flexes the 42 muscles in your face. And they found people who were doing that had an 80% reduction in cortisol when they were shown scary pictures in a, uh, in a controlled environment. So just smiling and breathing before you, as part of that pre-game or, or pre-workout routine is a really easy way to make sure that you're using fear as fuel and you don't choke. And lastly, most importantly, just think of an objective. My youngest son, Declan, is a hockey goalie, and he goes through practice, and he's really focused and concentrates a lot and thinks about raising this elbow or deflecting the puck that way. When it comes to game time, one of the things I've taught him is just focus on his job, which is control the puck. So if you only think about the objective and you don't think about all the little things that you have to do when it comes to game time, that's another great trick to keep from choking. So those three things allow you to put some of the neuroscience to work and have much higher performance next time you're on the underneath the gun and, and uh, want to make sure you have peak performance and give your absolute best. I'm Patrick Sweeney. Thank you for tuning in to the Spartan Up podcast. There's a whole series of these and some great information out there. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends about it. And by the way, there's an educational series coming up on fear where you can learn more about the neuroscience. So keep an eye out for that. Want to learn more about fear? The fear guru, Patrick Sweeney, is one of our Spartan Edge experts. Spartan Edge is an immersive online education experience built to help you live like a Spartan every day in every way and in everything you do. With courses like plant-based nutrition, fear as fuel, Spartanology, and Spartan Bootcamp. If you listen to this podcast, we know you've made a commitment to yourself to be the best that you can be. And we've made a commitment to help you with that. We want to give you access to the EDGE curriculum for one year for free. This is a special offer just for our Spartan Up listeners. To access your free year of EDGE courses, go to learn.spartan.com. Be sure you click Redeem Code in the top menu before you enter the code PODCAST. Then continue and create a new account. Thanks for listening.